Just because I love you, it don't mean I trust you. Everybody not to be trusted. Everybody around me thugging. Everybody around me drugging. Everybody around me hustling. Everybody know not to bring no new in around me. They say I be bugging. Got racks in the go yard luggage. Just because I love you, it don't mean I trust you. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I am your host, Quentin Flores. This is Uncut with Q. Where we talk about all things business, all things entrepreneurship, overcoming hardships, and just fucking shit up daily. What's up, everybody? Guys, it's been a while, man. I've taken a little hiatus from shooting episodes. Had to do a whole bunch of stuff recently for my business, so we're finally structured. And and I'd say that we're about 90% automated, man. So this is exciting. Guys, there's one thing that I ask of everybody that watches this show, that listens in on the show. One, we have a fee. The fee is very simple. If you get value from this show, then you share the shit out of the show. If you don't think that this is valuable, then fuck me. We'll try again on the next one, all right? But I believe in value exchange. So if we give you value, you share the show, all right? That's the only fee that we have. With that being said, man, today I have a wonderful guest with me. It's an old friend of mine. I actually went to elementary school with this lady, and she's just an all-around badass, dude. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the world. What up, y'all? I'm Cherry the Barber. Um, you know, barber entrepreneur out here in San Antonio, Texas, uh, owner of Five Star Barber Co. Um, and you know, known Q forever, like he said, <laughs> and that's pretty much it. It's honestly badass, dude. Like, really, we've been connected for so long at this point. It's like we've pretty much grown up together. You know what I mean? And yeah. I know that we were like separated for a little while then we come back together and then we're separated for a little while and yeah. now we're here on this podcast it's crazy <laughs> it is crazy man <laughs> i just saw you yesterday at the hbhs ria event so that yeah. was awesome man yeah that was awesome hbhs always bringing the community back together hell yeah you know guys i have a very diverse amount of friends that i talk to like people in every single niche that you can possibly think of so when i bring somebody on here man like know that they've done something amazing in their lives overcome something insane and have been through the trials and tribulations of what it is to become great because truthfully you're not going to become great overnight it's like there's a bunch of shit that you have to dig yourself through in order to come out on the other side so dude cherry you know i, I know you're a barber i know you have a million different things going on right now dude what are i mean you, you said you got a barber expo that you just hosted when we we're talking yeah. outside of this right yeah we uh i hosted in january the five-star barber expo and actually in january i'm going to be hosting the five-star barber and beauty expo so i'm going to be adding beauty to it and it's going to be bigger than the last and it's how many be people awesome. showed up dude to the last uh month? to the last one we had a, a about two thousand people come to the last one from all over the U.S., Florida, New York. Vendors from New York, uh, com- competitors from Florida, New York, uh, California, L.A. Uh, I mean, Oklahoma. Every single Kansas, just everywhere. Arizona. We had all over Texas too. Um, it's insane, dude. It was awesome. We had uh, five barber competitions. So we actually had six barber competitions. We had fastest fade, freestyle design traditional haircut um fade with beard student category and then we had best barber in texas we had a texas shaped trophy two thousand dollar winner and shout out my homie manny quality over quantity won best barber in texas and two thousand dollars man that's super crazy. cool we had a concert sponsored by turn up the hustle he bought out mike jones and kirk cobain's i mean it was literally an amazing great show it was on the river beautiful weather Big influencers came out from all over the U.S. Like, it was amazing. 
You said you had like a really famous barber show up, right? Yeah, Who was yeah. that guy? Pacino's the barber. His barber products are available in Target, CVS, Walgreens, HEB, Rite Aid, uh, in over 70 countries, biggest supermarkets. He is huge, you know. His brand is huge, his hair product line. And uh, he actually had launched in HEB like a month before that show. And he did a little campaign for barbers to go do a like commercial with H-E-B and his barber products. And uh, I was one of the barbers to do it, but I, I made sure to be the first barber to do it. And I did the best production of it. Like I went, <laughs> got a drone of the H-E-B footage, me walking in, all this stuff. And I was like very strategic in it because I was like, after this video, he's coming to my barber expo. And he did, yo, That's he crazy. did. And it was just like, and he came like, obviously without me paying him, he hadn't been to a barber expo in over five years. He's multi-millionaire, doesn't have to go to these expo shows and stuff like that. But he went just to go show love, surprise me. And super dope, super dope. Dude, it, you know what's crazy about that? When you do something amazing for someone and you serve to this caliber, like the blessings just tend to come back. And you never even know when it's going to happen. Let me give you an example. This is the stupidest thing that I've ever done, Sherry. And I know I haven't talked to you in a while, but I, so like me and Leon went to go see the new Matrix movie and mm -hmm. I dressed up like I was in the Matrix, right? And so I took photos in front of a green screen just because I wanted to take that that photo and photoshop myself into different places mm -hmm. so i photoshopped a picture of me dressed up like in the matrix at the trial of johnny depp and amber heard and then before <laughs> that i photoshopped uh, myself in the uh next in, in the stadium next to snoop dogg and dr dre and and i said you know had an amazing time super bowl you know what i'm saying like yeah kicked it with my boy dre and snoop guess who follows me on instagram bro uh, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg follows me on Instagram. Dang, that's, that's crazy. crazy. And Snoop Dogg's huge on Instagram. He is. He'd he be sharing the stupidest yeah, stuff. Yeah, he but. shares like, yeah, but that's why he's big because he doesn't just uh, share like his own personal, like, oh, I'm dropping this album or whatever, you know? He sometimes, shares like that viral shit. Yeah, the, sometimes you got to go, you got to say certain things, you got to do certain things in a type of way, you got to film in a different kind of angle and then next thing you know, you get exposure and you get notoriety and then people like that show up to your expos. Yeah. And you didn't even invite this person, they just showed up. Yeah, well, we we invited him as far as like commented on his post and like probably I sent him a message like, hey, bro, love to have you out, you know, type thing. But uh, there was no con it was definitely a surprise. Like they made it a big thing. They blindfolded me and shit like at the expo. They blindfolded me and were like, we got a special guest. La, la. And I was like, it's Pacino's. It's Pacino's. <laughs> I already knew. Already but knew. also I had been telling my event coordinator, I was like. Pacino's is going to come to the expo like for literally like the month before the expo. I was like, he's going to come. Pacino's going to be there. Pacino's is going to come. And even she was like, I don't want you to like be getting your hopes up and like it don't happen. You, you sound so confident. I was like, because he's going to come. There's no way he's not going to come. Like and also nobody, nobody has ever had a concert at a Barber Expo. OK, that's a lie. There's been like a little bit like once or twice, maybe. But it was just like at dark nightclubs type thing. It wasn't yeah. like a big, nice thing, you know? Yeah, and it wasn't like a part of the. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't have like the people on the flyers and it wasn't like a confirmed thing. And uh, ever since then, I don't know. Everybody's having concerts at their expos now. Hey, man. Trendsetter right <laughs> there. On, that's what I, that's what I say about that, man. That's crazy. You know what I love about you, Cherry? You're real intentional. Mm. When I say intentional, I mean like you spoke that into existence. Yeah. You know, like you saw it before anyone else saw it. Yeah. And and I think like this. this I was in a room the other day and I want your opinion on this. Right. So when you go to an event, and this is me asking you, right? Yeah. 
Would you pay for VIP? I mean, if it wasn't in your means, right? When you, it was the last dollar that you have. Would you pay for VIP yes. to get into VIP? Yes. Absolutely, right? Now, let's say all you could afford was a GI, the GA ticket, but you were intentional. Yes. Would you make your way to VIP? Exactly. For sure, for sure. Because you enter that that building with that mindset. Like, I like. let me give you guys an example. I, I, I missed out on buying an elite ticket to meet Max Maxwell at his event in 2018 called We Live, and he had Gary Vaynerchuk there. Dang. Anybody who does social media knows this guy's ahead of the trends. I mean, he called TikTok before TikTok was even a, a thing, yeah. you know? So, like, you have this guy, Gary, that's speaking at this event. I was intentional about meeting him. All I had was a GA ticket, you know? So I spoke it into existence right when I walked in the building. I said, dude, this is the guy that I'm going to meet. You know, ain't nobody going to tell me that I'm not going to meet this guy. I won't allow that type of language in my mind. Like this is what's going to happen. And I think when you're intentional about things, like that's when, that's when the magic really happens. You can't just go into an event or go to a place or host your first event and then just say, man, that these, you know, this isn't going to work out. Cause what are you doing when you do that? Yeah, exactly. You're putting negative connotations on something that's supposed to be an impactful thing for you, bro. So I know that barbering wasn't always part of the game. Right. Um, and, and I just kind of want to get into this because it's so amazing that you're doing all these fucking crazy badass things, bro, because it's been a while since I talked with you. Mm-hmm. For the people that don't know who you are. Right. Go into your past a little bit, man. Like okay. when did barbering even become a thing? OK, so um, basically um, I always like cutting hair um, when I was a teenager, I, when I was growing up. um I would always ask my uh, friends, like, line them up and stuff. And maybe in, when I was, like, 15, 16, like, it was getting popular to get lineups. Because that wasn't popular. Like, when we were kids, we didn't care about, like, lineups Shit, or pointed. Give me a bowl cut, those little ice pick sideburns and stuff. Uh. Like, nobody cared about that stuff. And uh, I don't know. It started getting a little trendy, like, around 2005, 2006. And I was a teenager. But also, I was in a lot of... Uh, like, I was also getting in a lot of trouble. I was in a lot of turmoil. I was going through a lot of trauma as a, a teenager. And um, basically, uh, you know, a lot of people say they were going down the wrong path, but I was more just like a, a lost kid. It's not like I chose that path or I was intentional on that path. I just, the same energy I have right now that I put towards all my entrepreneur endeavors and all the passion I put into everything I do, I had this same energy but I was pushing it towards negativity. Mm-hmm. So when that happens, you're only going to end up dead or in prison. So obviously I ended up in prison at like 17 years old. And uh, I went for six years until I was 23 years old. Um, and I got out like three months before my 24th birthday. So it's like almost seven years, you know. Uh but basically in there, you know, you had to cut your own hair. They don't have like clippers or anything in women's prison. And it's also like uh, you're not supposed to cut your hair in there. But it was my favorite thing to do. I'd cut everybody's hair in there. You ain't even got to give me stamps or soups, nothing. How'd you even cut hair if they didn't allow any uh, of that stuff in there? A comb and a razor. Just a wow. little little thing you make up, you know. So basically we'll cut hair in there like crazy. But it's crazy because never did I say like when I get out, I want to be a barber. Never. But basically went into there, uh, would cut hair all the time in there. Um, and I got out and mind you, I went in before social media. So there was no touchscreen phones. It was only flip phones. There was no Facebook, nothing. I never had any social media or saw social media. And also when you're in women's prison, everybody's like, you don't have a cell phone in there. Women's prison is prison. 
It ain't like guys' prison. They sneaking in drugs and cell phones. I don't know what prison that was, but it wasn't where I was at. We was in a hole. We was in a a hole, no windows, no TV, no nothing, you know? So um, I get out, and I'm, like, shell-shocked as fuck, you know? Also, like, I didn't get a lot of correspondence. Like, I didn't get visits. My family didn't write me. All this stuff. I was literally taken from the world and put back out in 2014 when social media ran the world. And it was like wild to me. That's probably not long after we reconnected on social media. Yeah. But um, basically, uh, I was just shocked by social media. And I just saw everybody. To me, I felt like, damn, everybody. Because what is social media? Highlights. And it's not what it seems. We all know what social media really is. You know, um, that it's, you know, don't get me wrong. It could be you a can, toxic place. It can be toxic. But to me, it only motivated me. The thing was, I saw everybody and what it seemed like had their lives together. Mm -hmm. And the first people you reconnect with is old high school friends or something like that. And it's like, man, they have houses and families and careers. And I'm fresh out of prison. I went in at 17 years old. So I'm basically like a new adult out here, even though I'm 23. Like, I've never been an adult in the free world, you know? <laughs> and I was like, man, like... I felt so behind. You like, celebrated your 21st in prison too? Yeah, like, 18th and 21st. That's crazy, man. Yeah, so um, I also say though too that like, you know, we've I've talked about this uh, on my podcast that like, you know, I, I didn't miss that when I got out. I just wanted to be successful. Like I just wanted to catch up. I felt like I was playing catch up because of social media made me feel like I was playing catch up. Luckily also, all I started following was motivating things people meme pages that had like motivational quotes and stuff like that law of attraction pages Business stuff style. like that and i just was like so one day i fresh out of prison went to go get my haircut before i went to prison there was no barbershops not on my side of town from the northeast side of town ain't no damn barbershops uh they just had great clips super cuts rios that's where i used to go so i got out and i went straight to great clips and they fucked my hair up and <laughs> i asked for a bald fade and they messed it up and i thought I gave the chick a really good tip just because she was hot. And it was like, wow, she can mess up my hair, still get paid decent money, a good tip, and all these things. And I know I could do way better. And I can give great customer service, great haircut, all the thing. And why am I letting this woman make money I could do? And I'm going back and fixing my own hair. So, like, obviously I'm in survival mode. I come out essentially homeless. Not a penny in my name, no support. Like, it was crazy. So I was in just survival mom. I'm like, okay, that chick had a cosmetology license. I'm gonna go get my license and start cutting hair at Great Clips in my mind. That's what I'm thinking. I didn't know there was like a whole industry. So I go to school, I start cutting hair, and some chick comes in. Well, her name's Lisey Lady Barber. Shout out to her. She don't even know how much she impacted my life. But she came in and was like, hey, I'm doing a class on barbering and social media. And I was like, Here's take my money. I got twenty five dollars to my name. Take it. I'm gonna go to this class. I want to learn. I was so open to the learning. The last twenty five you had? Uh, no, nah, not necessarily. But yeah. it was like I was I was broke. Like I didn't pennies. have no. Yeah, I didn't have no money. You know what I mean? Like I was, a, like yeah. The only reason I even got to school is because student aids. You know, they just give you student loans with with no job, nothing. Just pay for all your shit, just <laughs> so you could be. So what? yeah, and so um. Basically, I went to that class. I didn't even know what a hashtag was. I didn't know what a hashtag meant or what it was, but she she touched on it. 
And I bet you everybody else in that class was like, she's really talking about a hashtag. Because they probably all knew more so what that was and stuff like that. I didn't even know what that was. I didn't know that. I don't know. She basically explained what a hashtag was. You could hashtag San Antonio Barber. If people on Instagram are looking for barbers in San Antonio, they'll look, search that hashtag, stuff yeah. like that. Like just small marketing techniques, social media techniques, haircutting techniques. Also, it was barbering class. I didn't know there was a difference between great clips, haircutters, and barbers. I didn't know there was a barbering industry. I didn't understand any of that. And that opened my eyes up to that. Like, oh, there's like a barbering industry. Like a whole field. I was like, fuck, I wish I would have went to barber school, you know? But (laughs) at the end of the day, I'm nice with the blade regardless, clearly. But um, (laughs) what's it called? So basically, um, from there, went to um, that class. And then there was like someone else came and was like, we're throwing a barber expo competition. I was like, I'm signing up. I don't even know. I'm just going to sign up and compete. Right off of the rip? Yes, bro. Like, I didn't know. Like, I was just so hungry. And, like, the thing is, like, there is, I have nothing to lose. But I have everything to gain from doing these things, you know? Like, like people, I know a whole bunch of people are, like, even not just in barbering, but, like, one of my clients, he's in jiu-jitsu, right? And he's, like, oh, I'm not ready for this event this like fight or whatever. I was like, I literally would sign up for jujitsu and the next day sign up for a competition. <laughs> like, I don't care if I don't know nothing. Cause I'm gonna learn so much from competing and lose. Even if I lose, I'm gonna learn more than you're spending all this time learning, you know, trying like, to prepare when you could just jump in the ring, get punched in the face and then figure your shit out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And just experience is the best, you know, it is man. teacher. So it was like, like I was always just super open. That's another thing I always say too, is I knew I was come like, so if uh, somebody wasted the first half of their 20s partying and doing this and that, like when they do get to that age of tw- where I was at, maybe like 25 or so, they're kind of too prideful to say they don't know shit. Mm. Like, I don't know shit. And it's like, why? You went to high school. You went to college. You still don't have your life figured out. You still don't have this. And they're prideful to be like, I don't know anything. They don't. Why would you say you started from nothing? I wasn't prideful in that. I was like, I'm coming from nothing. I came straight from the can. I don't know anything. I'm stupid. I'm a sponge. I'm open to everything. That's, but actually, even though it's been about seven years or whatnot, I still am that same sponge too right now. Yeah. And that's the, that's that abundant, that's that growth mindset. And, you know, you don't realize that that was just my best asset of being able to just go crazy from into the barbering industry and just keep on building growing seeing creating creating's like another thing that i'm realizing within this last like two years that that's literally like a huge passion of mine is creating even if i wasn't a barber i'm a creator if i was a landscaper i'd be creating landscaping courses bro (laughs) like you know what i'm saying like it doesn't matter i really like to create and luckily i found my passion in barbering and i love to like, if I had nothing else to create, I could create a piece of art on the head, you know? You know what, man? Like, this is a crazy thing. So my my mentor, right? When I visited him, I had multiple failing businesses. And I paid uh, my partner Garrett and I before we I bought him out of Infinity Cash Offer. We own a different company now. You know, sometimes you have the right partner in the wrong business. Yeah. And so we found something that we're equally passionate on. And we're thriving in that business right now. We do stock option trading, which had been something that I had neglected and I had slept on because I didn't know or understand. But now I'm like, since I opened my mind and I'm no longer just the Quentin that does real estate, it's like, it's been 
the most liberating thing for me to just be open to those the the, the change right the yeah. like the the wanting to know and wanting to figure out certain things but my my mentor he was like Q, you know what your problem is and i, I was like well, what is it you know he's like you have an addictive personality man and i was like what are you talking about dude like this is some fucking guru ass shit that you're telling me what do you mean addictive personality cuz i i was so against paying for him in the first place cuz i've never paid for mentorship or education before and he said q you're channeling your addictive personalities into alcohol you're channeling your addictive personality into smoking pot into eating unhealthy into not going to the gym you're addicted to your business so much that it's literally holding you back from prospering because you can't see that you're channeling this gift that you have into the wrong area. Yeah. And so when he told me that, he was just like, you, if, if a guy would have given you heroin, you would have been the best heroin addict. If, and just so happens somebody gave you money and you're, you're not fully submersed in the thing that makes you the most amount of money because you're addicted to the image that you want to give to other people yeah and so that's when i thought i was like wow it's just like you you're so much more than just real estate dude and that's what changed my life man and i think that we all have this moment in our lives where it's like something crazy happens and in it either you come from it better or you let it keep you in the same place yeah. you know what i mean but to reach the next level something catastrophic has to happen in your life it has to be depression it has to be going to prison it has to be getting broke it has to be getting the shit kicked out of you in life it has to be a million different things cuz those things either teach you or you just let them be what they are and you never learn from it you know yeah. and and it's beautiful to see you come so far bro like i didn't know half the things that you just mentioned and you and i have been talking for years yeah. I, for everybody that doesn't know this when i walked into kindergarten I saw this lady, right? And then uh, my mom was with me. When my mom had fucking left while I was paying attention to Cherry in the whole fucking classroom because I thought this was badass, I turned around and my mom wasn't there. And I cried like a little bitch. I'm just being honest. Well, that's just my first image of... Obviously, kindergarten is kindergarten. That's our first experience with school, getting left with our, without our parents. You know, obviously, we didn't go to preschool and shit like that back in the day. Yeah. And Sixth it, grade was still in elementary back then, too. Yeah, and it's like, all I walk into is kindergarten. And, you know, it's like the biggest thing for kindergartners is like, are you going to cry or not? <laughs> and it's like, I'm over here trying not to cry. I'm like, I got to be a G. My first day in kindergarten. I was a straight pussy. And I walk in, and I see Q crying. I'm like... Oh, man, I'm about to, man. But it also made me, like, not want to cry more because I was like, I don't want to look like this fool. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, dude. It's true. Uh, You um, know, it's crazy how far that we both came because we were in different industries, but we both maximize the crap out of social media whenever we're building our brand and we're marketing. So, dude how how beneficial because you were talking about you didn't know anything about social media when you got yeah. out of prison you didn't one know anything thing about i want to touch on is what you were saying earlier about how you know you can grow through these things and yeah. the the bad things you go through there uh, a lot of people talk about ptsd right mm-hmm. that's a huge thing and a lot of people have a lot of traumatic experiences oh, traumatic absolutely. experiences can be something as much as even your dog dying people think traumatic experience have to be like really bad things like sexual abuse all this stuff but things can be very traumatic um and they could be whatever but a a lot of people have post-traumatic stress disorder but there's actually something called ptsg and it's post-traumatic growth so the traumas that you've been through make you actually grow so a lot of people that's what basically happened to me and is with me is like all the trauma it actually made me grow and also 
just because I didn't have people I looked up to that I wanted to be like. I had people I looked up to that I didn't want to be like. So it's just like perspective. Yes, perspective and just also going through that. And so that's like a big deal is like a lot of people sleep on the fact that, you know, just because your circumstances aren't the best and you're filled with negativity around you, nothing but negativity, you can just rewire yourself, fill yourself with positive uh, positivity and know that you want to go a certain route and you can overcome all that. Dude, I've seen you at your lowest points and I've also seen you now. Bro, you're like a whole different person right now. <laughs> it's literally crazy, dude. Yeah. I can tell that there's like been a huge growth spurt, right? So like you mentioned a couple years back, right? You were doing real estate. You were, you were giving that a dabble. You made a lot of money doing that. And then you started jumping back into barbering again. Mm-hmm. When did that switch happen? Um, So like, obviously we we're talking about social media and stuff. And I was just trying to push this whole social media, real estate barber. And I always kept the barber in it, you know, even I think I changed my name, cherry real estate barber and stuff like that. It didn't feel right. It didn't feel like, I felt like I was forcing something versus everybody knows I'm the goat as far as barbering, you know, and you clean with it that, but even then that's like, that's who I was. I'm a barber. Like everything else is going to be extra. Even, you know, next year I'm looking into investing in real estate, way more, you know, stuff like that, whatever it may be, whether it's fixing flips, buying holds, whatever. And, but like at the end of the day, I'm a barber and just like, I don't have to change my identity to do other things. You know what I mean? And then also a huge thing was the, um, real estate. It's like, I got discouraged with barbering because what I saw in the industry, I felt like it was low level. Like I was like, man, bar- like barbers don't want to grow. They don't want to. And it, I couldn't, find a big like a tribe to that wanted to grow as fast as I wanted to grow or how I wanted to grow or whatever so basically that's what led me to real estate because everybody wants to grow in real estate has growth mindset invest in themselves goes crazy like especially this wholesaling industry we're doing this podcast right now HBHS Rio last night how many freaking cameras are there every single person has their own cameraman social media media person what production group yeah, yeah what barber has that me but what other barber has that? Yeah, like people few. aren't investing in themselves. But what I said was like, I don't want to like, I'm not a real estate. Uh, like I don't want to build my brand or anything off of that. Like yeah. I'm good on that because guess what's going to come effortlessly and passionately to me? Cause it will look fake. And I feel like I was forced and fake when I try to throw real estate onto Cherry the Barber. And it's like, Cherry the Barber's who I am. And then also, if I don't like the standards of the industry, what do I do? Raise them. Boom. And what have I been doing? Just trying to raise the standards of the industry. Literally everything I'm about to drop and have dropped is about to be like nobody's doing it in the whole entire industry. And it's about to just like change the industry. Or Hopefully it does. You know what I'm saying? Like, hopefully it does. I want to influence the next generation of the industry. Oh, and I, I know was, it will, bro. There's no way And I was not. discouraged of the OGs looking down on me for trying new things. Fuck them OGs. I'm an OG and I'm going to influence the new Gs. <laughs> it's true, bro. But you know what I mean? It's That's like, the mindset that you got to have, bro. Yeah. And especially like, shout out Don. The social media has changed my mindset too in a lot of ways of like, no, especially because the TikTok and I was like, man, it's a bunch of little kids, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, these little kids. And guess what? That's the next generation. And that's who you need to inspire. And I have kids saying, I want to be a barber because of you. I want when I grow up, I want to be like you and stuff on, like man. that. And it's like, 
bro, that's what it's about. That's Why was I about. worried about impressing this old miserable ass 20 year barber that's still behind the chair that doesn't have any other businesses to their name or anything, just cutting hair and is miserable. Why do I care about their opinions or trying to convert them or not? I'm not going to convert them, but guess what? I got the whole new generation going to follow me. So. Dude, you know, this is some real shit that I'm about to tell you that I have not said on a nationwide platform that I'm going to tell you right now. One, I'm fucking damn proud of you, dude. It is so amazing to see you right now. Like you are in a whole nother light. You are not the same person that I met those many years ago when we sat down at that Starbucks and we were talking about real estate. Yeah. That's crazy, bro. So I want to commend you for that and applaud you because it's amazing, man. You're, there's something different about you, dude. And it's beautiful. I, I feel it like the energy. Yeah. You're just making me shake because I, I just want to jump off this podcast and run up a mountain, bro. That's how much motivation I'm getting from you. I appreciate this it, is bro. what's crazy. So in in 20, 2019, I got put on a podcast and then I spoke on a nationwide stage. It was the first time I ever spoke in front of a thousand people. I've never done that before. I was so scared. Not only that, but the guy who brought me on lied about my income when I walked up. He asked me how much real estate I thought I closed. I told him probably like two, three million dollars worth of real estate in, in transactions alone. And he was like, cool. And he announced me as 20 million. So I had to give a 20 million dollar conference and like a, a 20 million dollar speech at a conference. And, and I'm like completely flabbergasted. I froze up when I want when I walked on stage right after that, I got invited to be on a podcast. It's a very known podcast. I was very happy about it. I was super proud because it was like a, like a right, like, a, like a rite of passage for me. Yeah, yeah. So I get on the podcast, I do this interview and it's one of the best interviews that's ever on his channel. Some stuff happens right after that, about a year later, cause COVID breaks out and all this crazy shit starts popping off. We have a difference and he takes that podcast episode down. I was so angry about that because I felt that I deserved that spotlight. So I went to my mentor and it's so you, when you meet my mentor, brother, th this dude is a nine figure earner. This guy, he showed me his books. He's already at 225 mil. And it was barely in April when he showed me that this is not no fake guru bullshit. This is yeah. a real motherfucker. He built half of El Paso. So his name's Preston Brown for you guys. Y'all make sure you go follow him. He's been such a monumental piece of my journey. He's influenced me to stop drinking, which I'm two years sober, influenced me to lose 140 pounds. I feel fucking sexy and great right now. It's amazing. I'm strong. And that's what I've always wanted to be. And so he said this to me and I'll never forget it. He said, Q, you are so obsessed with getting on other people's stages. Just that one thing. And he was like, you know that you're more than capable of building your own stage and setting your own trends, right? Like you don't have to be on someone's podcast. You can build your own. Yeah. You don't have to be on someone's stage. You can build your own. And that's what like changed my mindset. And he was just like, you like you have such potential, but you hold yourself back because you want this approval from other people. And yeah. so it was that moment that shifted my mindset even further and, and brought me to this point where now I have my own production company with my partner, Ernie, and we're doing amazing things. You know, I used to be scared to coach people because I never wanted them to fail. And now I just coach like five to 10 people a, a year, charging 15 to 25 grand per. I have a whole coaching business, a whole portfolio of individuals that I've helped make six to eight, even seven figures in their business. And, and literally like I am operating at one of my highest levels now because I'm no longer suppressing that of which people believe I can and cannot do. Because yeah. I, I felt like I was just this real estate dude. I didn't want to be that anymore, man. I'm, I was done with that. I'm tired of people 
wanting to know how many fucking real estate deals I can close in a month or what's the best dialer, what's the best SMS, how how do you cold call, how do you sell, all this bullshit. I don't care about any of that anymore. I know about it, but I have my brother who I pay very well to run that whole company for me. And I have my best friend, Leon, who's literally the vice president of sales in 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 our office, running that whole company for me now. I don't ever want to go back in there and say that I want to be a part of this. I, I sign off on properties. My brother oversees the five flips that we have going on right now. I got one I'm flipping in my backyard. It's just like, this is what I'm passionate about. Yeah. I'm passionate about helping people, about impacting and walking in my own light. Facts. So like that growth I can feel is yes. like happening both ways. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, and it's, it's beautiful, dude. That's what I always say is like, I feel like uh, basically like, what life is about is helping others. How many people, cause we're the biggest thing that's impacted me in my life. Everybody thinks is prison. It's not at all. It's a hundred percent, uh, you know, death. I've watched my mom die. My dad die. Uh, my business partner just died last year. Like that stuff is crazy. So to know that we all die and that's it, we're going to probably be, all of us are going to be forgotten regardless Except for probably like Mike Tyson and Emmett Smith. You Get know out what of saying? here, Jerry Barber is going to be fucking goaded and he's going to be on a wall Facts. on somebody's but podcast But even later. then, that's another thing is like, that's the point though. You need to make that impact. So what can you do to make that impact? Help others. Mike Tyson, he's popular for inspiring all these other boxers, but also entertaining people. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and that's the same thing with Emmett Smith. Like the motivation of the grit, the you know, winning all that stuff with them. But it's just like, we all die. So all we can do in our life that's going to matter is help people, inspire people, make an impact, and also film this shit, bro. Because it's 2022. All, uh, Pat Bet Dave just made a, a reel. He's like, make social media content, not because you want to be famous or anything. So your grandkids can see it. Your grandkids want to see what you were doing. And guess what? I don't have any videos of my dad. I don't have any videos of my mom. I don't have any that much videos of my business partner who was a short time with him. But it's like, think about all the people that always, when you want to take a picture with them or something, and I don't want a picture, I don't want a video. It's not to post, it's not to nothing. People, like, it's 2022, we have these resources for a reason. Impact, help, and, you know, document. You know what I mean? And make a life story so that you can be remembered somehow. Like, that's what all life is about. That's it. And it's like, you might as well be passionate, go hard, fail everything because nothing matters because we're all going to die, bro. (laughs) Like, and we never know when. And it's just literally the craziest shit in the world. So, dude, my truck blew up two days ago. For real? Yeah. I was driving back from fishing and then I get pulled over by a cop because my truck's smoking. I open up the door and the entire bottom of my truck is on fire. Yeah, I run like about 100 yards away because I have my guns and bullets inside of the truck, too, because I, I have I know it's been a while since I talked to you. But when you make a lot of money, you tend to also invest into a crap ton of passion, uh, pass, passions. I always wanted a Raptor. So I bought a Raptor and I put 50K and upgrades into it. And yeah, it blew up. One, two. Uh, I also bought about a quarter million dollars worth of firearms. So I own a bunch of guns, which you and I have to go shooting sometime because <laughs> that's going to be a lot of fun. I own every relevant gun that you can possibly think of few of them were in the truck. So I had bullets flying off and then the truck blew up literally within like 30 seconds of being on fire. So yeah, wow. I almost fucking died. And you know, it's crazy, man. Like I, I know that shit would affect the, the normal person. 
like they would be traumatized about it. Oh yeah. In my head, like I, my my little brother's filming the truck on fire, and I'm filming it too because I'm just like, dude, this is crazy, you know. And he's just like, I'm so sorry, Q. And I'm smiling next to him. I'm like, what are you, what are you sorry for, bro? Like, and he was just like, dude, I know you meant that truck meant a lot to you. And I said, dude, no possessions own me. Facts. And I'm filming it at the same time. I'm telling him this, and I'm just like, dude, that truck it was gonna die one day. Why yeah. should I feel any type of way about it? It's not the end of my journey just because that truck is gone. It's just the end of that truck's part of my story. Yeah. So I move on to the next thing. Plus insurance is great, you know? So for exactly. me, it's like, I don't care. All of those things can be replaced. My main thing was that my little brother didn't die. My big brother didn't die. I'm okay. Now I'm here on a podcast with you as if it were like a turn of events. Cause you and I, and I'm saying this on a podcast, Cherry and I had a fallen out and just yesterday reconnected like crazy now I'm wondering if that truck situation was part of that. And I just like, I'm so receptive to what God's trying to teach me at all the times, mm -hmm. you know, like when, when I saw the truck burning, I was just smiling, man. Cause I just knew it just means something amazing is going to happen. Yeah. I'm excited about it. And so, so yeah, also nothing like that's a big thing about even yesterday. Like nothing, nothing mad, like nothing should be enough for like people to just be miserable and hate or something like how much would it take for us to not talk or go out of our way to avoid each other at huge events when all our friends are friends, you know, and yeah. we see each other like there's no amount of hate or animosity or anything that's worth it. You know what I mean? And also it all means nothing. And like, it's just like a burden to your blessings when you're like have negative light on anybody or anyone, you know, and even if there's someone out there that doesn't like me, I, I can't hate or not like anybody because that takes negative energy away from me. And that's just crazy because I'm just going crazy with the positivity right now, bro. <laughs> I see it, man. Jerry, dude, it's been crazy. I, what, what, what do you have planned? What's coming up? Let everybody know. So obviously the five star barber and beauty expo is going to be the biggest barber and beauty expo in the country. Um, ooh, ooh. Let's go. Um, that's going to be in January. Um, Five Star Barber Co. is looking for barber ambassadors to rep our brand, get some free barber supplies, and go hard on social media. We need to build a community, Five Star Barbers, um, and basically just, um, you know, online courses. I mean, every, everything. You're taking the shit to the moon, man. Yeah, everything you could think of. We're going to help barbers become Five Star Barbers. We're going to get the barbers that are already Five Star Barbers to, you know, build the brand and we're gonna make everybody that goes to that five-star barber and beauty expo five-star barbers come to get impacted guys don't just go and look at other people cut hair know that yeah. they were once in a position that you're in and you can easily do what 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 any of these fucking people can because god gave us all the same opportunity you know what i'm saying Facts. but also come to compete because yeah. cherry ain't gonna let you pass her up i promise that <laughs> nah, nah. i For want everybody to pass me up Let's get it. Yeah, but also you can follow me on social media, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Cherry the Barber. What would you, what was one piece of advice to close this out that you would give to that guy who's just starting out? Maybe they're fresh out of prison too and they're trying to cut hair. Um be receptive, be a sponge. Um you know, don't have pride when you're trying to learn and um just fill yourself with positivity and the people you surround yourself with, they're going to be you know, key components into your growth. That's what I'm talking about, man. The person next to you could be the best of you. You never know. Thanks.
Thank you so much, dude, for being on the show. It means a lot to me, dude. You guys make sure you follow Cherry the Barber on all platforms. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Let's get it. Let's go. I want to check. 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 Check.